Well, good morning, Journey Church. Hey, we are gathered together in our homes separately, but together in the Spirit once again. Um, glad you're tuning in this morning. We think that everything's going to go really well this morning. Uh, good morning, Facebook. For those, uh, go ahead and, and let us know where you're watching from on Facebook. Um, we're going to have a time in worship this morning. Uh, we got some a message for the kids. We're going to be partaking in communion, so uh, maybe adults during the kids' message or at some point, go grab a pea, uh, some bread and some juice, and we'll be doing communion after worship. And uh, we'll do that together during the service. Um, so it's really great that uh, we can have this technology and be able to join together. And I am praying and believing that very soon we will be meeting together in person. We will uh, be ha likely having limited amounts of people. We already have plans in place to have uh, partial service inside with overflow in the tent outside. If we need that, uh, we'll be ready with uh, hand, hand sanitizing stations um, because we want to get together at the earliest possible time we can. And I'm hoping that that will be in the next couple of weeks. We'll be letting you know via Facebook, uh, via emails, letters out when we're going to be starting that. Check back on our website regularly for those for that information. Anyways, I just wanted to give a little bit of time also to for everyone to begin to to log in here and 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 get become part of the service. I want to open up in prayer. We're going to go into a time of worship. Where again, we don't want you just to sit, uh, to just to watch the video. We want you to sing and and worship the Lord. And so, if if you've got a bigger screen that you can put this on, do that uh, so you can see the words on there. Um, if you need those, but but it, however you do it, let your heart be turned to the Lord this morning. Let Him touch you and minister to you as you minister to Him in song and in prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, um, we're blessed. We're blessed by you. God, in so many ways, you provide for us. You're walking with us in these uh, difficult and, and strange times that we're living in. God, you knew this, this was going to happen. Father, you're desiring to help us to grow in our strength and our perseverance and our character in the things that you have, God. Um, you're using this time to even prepare us for the future. So God, I pray that we'd be willing to do that. This morning as we go into our service, we pray that you would bless our time. God, I pray that we would be able to turn our hearts to you in worship, Lord, and um, we just give you this time. Father, bless each one listening, God, with your presence. Help them to know you in a, in a deeper way this morning. God, encourage those who need encouragement, Father. We pray for the sick right now, those who are watching and those who, who can't watch. Maybe they're too ill. Father, those in, uh, as part of the, even the body uh, that we're part of, God, is, as Missy is, is in ICU, God, um, right this morning, we pray that you would touch her lungs, that you would touch her body, that you would heal her, God. Father, for anyone ailing, uh, we, we pray for those that are part of our body that we know that are sick. God, we pray for those that uh, are, are related and family members. God, and then we pray for those even that we don't know that need a touch from you this morning. Heavenly Father, go and minister to each of us right where we're at right now. God, we pray again a blessing upon this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, let's get into a time of worship now, and then we'll come back for uh, some, some messages and a time in the Word.
Good morning, church. Welcome to the, the Journey Church this morning. We're going to be lifting our Lord up in praise and worshiping Him this morning. We'd like you to join in with us. Our God saves. Amen. Yes, the world will see. 
give you all the praise, Lord. At the cross this morning, God. Praise you, Jesus. There's a place, there's a place where mercy reigns and never dies. There's a place where streams of grace flow deep and wide where all the love all the love i've ever found comes like a flood comes flowing down at the cross at the
God the glory this morning, the praise. Father, we thank you for the cross this morning, God. We thank you that we can come boldly before the throne of grace this morning, Lord. Because of what Jesus Christ did, Lord. Propitiation for our sins, God. All the wrath of God was laid upon Christ. He who knew no sin became sin on our behalf. Now, do you believe that, church? We believe that. For it is by grace you are saved, not of works, lest any man should boast. And we thank you, Lord, for that. And all we can do this morning is give you praise, Lord. For you, my King, for you I sing and give you the glory. Give you the glory. Amen. Give you all the praise, God. Give you all the praise, God. For you alone are holy. Give you all the praise, God. Give you all the praise, God. For you alone are worthy. For you, my King.
everyone at the Journey Church. Jesse Rogers here with your weekly announcements. We are very excited and hoping and praying that we will be able to meet together again in person for our church services. And so as soon as we get the green light to do that, we want to let you guys know. So I'm encouraging you to continue to watch our Facebook pages, which is the Journey Church Big Bear. And we have the group page and the regular page to check out. And then also check out our regular website, which is the journeychurchbigbear.com. And in addition to that, when we do get the green light to where we can meet together again, we will be reaching out, text messaging and, and emailing and letting you guys know. Um, we're trying to clean the church up. We're putting up the tent outside this Monday. So maybe we can do services outside even. And we're just really excited to get back together again, of course, practicing our social distancing. And so also if you're interested in helping with maybe some of that cleanup and um, preparation, please let us know and we would love to have you come and help. And we'll be staggering people to come in so that we can continue to practice social distancing. Also wanted to let you guys know that Joe Stengel is starting a new Grief Share class online. And that's gonna be starting on May 5th at 6.30 p.m. And so if you're interested in that, you can call Joe Stengel and his number is 909-838-6449. Again, if you're interested in participating in a grief share class, maybe you've lost a loved one and you're just trying to work through those emotions, this is an amazing way for you to do that. And so the number is 909-838-6449. 6449 to reach out to Joe Stangle so you can be a part of that class. Also, just as a reminder, we have our weekly Wednesday prayer that we do um, through video conferencing on zoom.us. So if you're interested in joining us for that, that's Wednesdays at four o'clock. Go to zoom.us, click on join a meeting, and then you put in the ID number, and the number is 506 395 one six and we would love to have you guys join us for prayer um, again that number is five zero six three nine five three two one six also wanted to mention we are going to have our uh, kids own moment coming up so if you have little ones in the house that they want to come and learn from uh, miss julie please make sure that you gather them around and um, her video will be up right after this Another announcement for you guys is that we have National Day of Prayer coming up on May 7th, which is a Thursday. Lots of cool things that we're doing for that. Pastor Rob actually has a spot on KBHR, the local radio station. So be listening for that. And then also be listening on Thursday morning at 9 o'clock. He's going to be doing a time of prayer on our Facebook page and also our website. So that's at 9 o'clock on Thursday morning for National Day of Prayer. And then in addition to that, there's going to be a national two-hour event that's taking place with the National Day of Prayer. And what I would encourage you to do to find out about that, that's going to be from uh, 5 to 7 our time. And um, if you Google National Day of Prayer 2020, and then you can go to the website and see the different ways that you personally can look up how they're going to be doing that event, because there's many different online platforms that they're going to be using. One is Facebook Live, and then they also have it broadcasting on some different stations. So that's going on again on uh, May 7th for National Day of Prayer. And then we have Dave Ogren that's going to be here in June for Father's Day. So a lot of things for us to look forward to. Um, again, I'm super excited if we're going to be able to meet together again. I miss you guys so much. Also want to encourage you guys to be tithing 
um, giving of your offering. I know this is a struggle for many of us and we might not be even working right now, but I know that if we're faithful to God, he is faithful to us. And um, I can't even begin to tell you that when I began to being faithful in my tithes and giving, it's amazing how God just makes things happen. He is bigger and better than what we could ever imagine or even comprehend in the ways that he provides for his children. And so I just encourage you to be faithful, be obedient, and um, to continue to tithe even if it's hard. And you watch and you see, and God said that he, you know, test him in this and he will bless us. And um, speaking of being blessed, I hope that you guys um, are blessed. I miss you and just have a wonderful week. All right. Bye. Hi, Journey Church. It's Miss Julie with our Kids Own Moment. Today's lesson comes from the book of John, chapter. Hi, Journey Church. It's Miss Julie with our Kids Own Moment. Today's lesson comes from the book of John, chapter 21, and it's verses 1 through 25. If you want to read the whole thing in your Bible, you can. Here's a shorter version. And Hi, Journey Church. It's Miss Julie with our Kids Own Moment. Today's lesson comes from the book of John, chapter 21, and it's verses 1 through 25. If you want to read the whole thing in your Bible, you can. Here's a shorter version, and both the coloring page and the story are available on our church website at thejourneychurchbigbear.com. And if you go to the Ministries tab at the top and then scroll down to Kids Zone on that page, there uh, is everything you will um, need to complete your activity and do your coloring pages. So here's our story. After Jesus died and came back to life, some of Jesus' friends went fishing. They fished all night long, but didn't catch any fish. They were still in their boats on the lake when morning came. As it got light, they could see someone standing on the beach. He called out, Do you have any fish? Jesus' friends answered, No. Throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some fish, the man said. When Jesus' friends threw out the net, they caught so many fish that they couldn't pull the net back onto the boat. Peter knew it was Jesus talking to them. Peter jumped into the water and swam to the beach to see Jesus. The others followed in the boat. They towed the net full of fish behind them. When they got to the shore, they saw that Jesus was cooking breakfast. There was a fire with some fish on it and some bread. Jesus invited them to have breakfast with him. So this story comes after Jesus had been crucified and then he rose from the dead and he had appeared to his disciples at other times and other places, but they really weren't expecting to see him. And they've been out, they're just trying to fish. That's how they make their money, and that's how they're gonna eat um, the fish for food. 
but they're really frustrated. I mean, they've been out all night and they were probably out the day before and now it's morning and they're still hungry and no fish. And this voice from the shore that they couldn't see at first, the person they couldn't tell who it was, tells them to throw their nets out on the other side of the boat. And I probably would have been standing there saying, well, duh, like, wow, why is that going to make any difference? Because that's kind of how we think. But Jesus was giving them an instruction, and so they followed it. And when they did, it was amazing. They had so many fish, they couldn't even haul them all in. Sometimes life feels this way. Maybe you struggle to, to do your best at something, and it still isn't good enough. And maybe there are adults right now who are struggling to get enough work or make enough money to feel like it's going to be good enough and they might be frustrated um, and that the story today reminds all of us that Jesus is is there giving us directions if we stop and we listen and we trust God and we follow in his path that we take the steps that we feel God is leading us to do there are solutions to the problems that are in our lives. And this is a time for us to remember, to trust in God, even if the directions sometimes don't make sense, or it seems like, hey, we already tried this once before, but God has a plan for us. So on the website, there is an activity for you to do with a friend about giving instructions and following directions and, and learning sometimes that it can be hard to trust somebody when we don't know what the instructions are telling us to do. And um, we need to think about how can we trust God um, when, when he's giving directions and how can we listen more and how can we, um, how can we take time this week to stop and to listen for the instructions that God might be giving us in our own lives. So let's close with prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for being with us, for loving us, for guiding us. We thank you that your instructions are faithful and true and that you have good plans for us. Lord, we know we won't always get it right and we know that we will forget to ask you for those directions and sometimes we will just choose to do something that is opposite of what you're telling us. But we know that you still love us. You're still here for us. You still have a plan for our lives and you can redeem all things. Thank you that you provide for us and that you care for each and every person. We love you, Lord, and we pray your blessing and protection over us in this coming week. In Jesus' name, amen. Hope you are happy and healthy, and we will see you next week. Thanks so much, Jesse and Miss Julie, for that. Um, well, good morning again. And it's, uh, what is it, May 3rd. We are into getting into summer. And all of us are really anxious to be getting out and to be really, honestly, to be getting beyond uh, this, this quarantine. And you can see people beginning to get out onto the lake and down to the beaches and um, how are you doing? You know, let us know. Um, we we'll, we want to pray for you. Let us know. You can even comment, write it on, on Facebook. Um, write to us. Call us. Let us know how we can pray for you. We are 
on day 46 of a stay-at-home order. Is that crazy? Day 46 of the state order um, to stay at home. This started on March 19th, um, the official stay-at-home order. I, I was thinking back, and I think I saw this as a meme, We that we... Um, the last normal day we had might have been Friday the 13th, which is a little ironic on that. Um, but that's that's the day that President Trump uh, got together and we, we sat by the TVs and, and this really became an issue. And less than a week later, um, we had the stay-at-home order. So I don't know how you're doing, but it's, it's, uh, it's been difficult for us at times. Um, we, we're feeling very uh, anxious, little, little, uh, it's been a little tense at times. Um, we had plans for the summer. Um, our son, Zach, he was uh, supposed to be leaving in a couple of weeks to go into the Coast Guard. That's been pushed all the way back to September. And um, uh, we had, we had uh, plans to go to Mexico for their anniversary, and that's extremely on hold. Um, we don't know if there will be any going out of the country. Um, our youth group was planning on doing a missions trip to Mexico. Uh, we think we're going to have to hold that off until maybe uh, next fall. But we'll, we'll be looking at some other things locally here. Um, you know, we had thoughts and desires and plans, and, and everything's in limbo. And I don't know how, how you're doing. In addition to that, finances are really tough on some people. Um, our food bank numbers here at the Journey Church that we, we help with the, the Foursquares food bank here, um, there's more and more cars each week. Now, it looks like even today that things are, are changing a little bit. Um, I, I'm seeing people beginning to open businesses, um, even even one or two businesses here in Big Bear um, made a declaration or announcement that they're, they're going to go ahead and open. So things are going to slowly get back on track um, that way. But uh, we're not we're not completely. We should not be completely led just by what's going on. We need to be led by the Lord and what's happening. Uh, we've been saying things like, "When will it get back to normal?" Been hearing this a lot. That's the question everybody has. When will things get back to normal? Well, well the question that needs to immediately follow up is, what's normal? What is normal? Uh, is it normal to only have dinner with your, your kids at the, at, the, at the table once a week? Is that, is that what's normal? Is it normal to spend so many hours a day on social media? Um, I, I think that we, we're talking about a normal, but we don't know if that normal is good, normal is healthy. And what that normal is, the normal from 30 years ago is not the normal that we live today. Uh, in fact, I even remember right around the beginning of the year, the end of last year, a lot of people saying, I want this next year to be different. And really going, this next year is going to be different. Well, welcome to different. Um, here we are. This is a different year. Um, something that we, we have never seen before. I don't think this is what you had in mind if you were one of those people going, this year is going to be different. Uh, but now, in, interesting enough that we're saying if we could just go back to what we had in January, which is when we we're asking it to be different. So really this morning, I want to talk a little bit, really just even from my heart, um, of, of what's happening and, and just have a conversation um, with us about some things and encourage us towards the Lord. 46 days on a lockdown. And um, really my, my, my big thought for today is, is how are you doing? 
And, um, you know, there's some things that could be happening um, as we begin to reopen businesses and, and congregations. The, the one that in this state specifically, Governor Newsom actually had said it recently that, that churches won't be able to meet face-to-face probably, I heard, until fall. And um, uh, honestly, that doesn't sit well with me. Not just doesn't sit well with me. Um, that's not going to happen unless we see things really different. We're not going to wait that long. I, that just would be, uh, I don't think that'd be healthy for us as a society. So we're, we're going to really pray against that, that so that that does not happen. Um, but as we do come back together, there'll be weird, different practices. Uh, restaurants, you'll still be wearing face masks, or at least the servers will. Um, when, we get, when we go into the stores, even as we open up businesses, things aren't going to change. There'll be six-foot markers, and, and uh, we're going to be still wearing masks. As we come back together here, we're going to be figuring out how, how to do that. But it's, it's going to be a little different. And one of the uh, potentials is that in large settings, um, whether we would do this or not remains to be seen. But in large gatherings, they said that we, they might start taking temperatures on people um, so that if anyone who has a fever shouldn't go. And the truth is, hey, if you got a fever, it's always been this way. Stay home. You know, now if you want to come for prayer, you come for prayer. We'll set up appointment. Uh, I am not afraid to lay hands on, on people and pray for them. When we were with, with Missy um, the, the night that she went into um, the ER and be praying for Missy, um, you know, I was anointing her with oil, praying for her, touching her, um, I wanted her to feel my presence and know that, that we were there. And uh, we're going to pray for the sick. If anyone has something they want to be prayed for, you come in and I will pray for you. And we will lay hands on you. We will anoint you with oil. The Bible says to do that. We are going to continue to do that. But, but short of those other things, if, if you come with a fever in some place, they can take your temperature. So, so today's message, all that to, is to say, how are you doing? What's your temperature? You know, have you taken your, your spiritual temperature? Have you taken your temperature in life? Uh, we know what the signs for COVID are. Uh, we, 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 we read them, and, and they're actually um, increasing, and there's other things going on. But, you know, loss of sense of smell and a dry cough and, and uh, very, very difficult breathing. Um, uh, fever has been in some of them. And, of course, some people have, have no symptoms either, which could be a parallel also. But how are you doing spiritually? Um, this, this week, this whole thing has been a little difficult, but this week's been a, a tough week. I've been really busy um, praying for people and, and trying to get people's, um, you know, uh, get things done for people in their homes and things like that. And uh, it's been really hard to focus um, on the Lord. I, I read my Bible every morning, um, and th- that's been really good, but, but I'm feeling very dry. And so in the process of this message... I was looking up, well, what are some signs and symptoms of being spiritually dry or, or being uh, burned out spiritually? And, and I found a number of, a number of different um, you know, devotions and, and books on things like that. And one of them I read, it had it's seven symptoms of being spiritually dry. And I said, oh, this is going to be good. And so I started reading those, and I realized I had all seven. So... Um, I, I, you know, I'm spiritually dry. I'm reading my Bible. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to pray. 
that when I say trying, it's been sometimes it's difficult to pray. I can pray for people, but but just to commune with God has been difficult. And so so here we are in this amazing opportunity to draw closer to the Lord. And some of you at the beginning of this time said, you know, this year is going to be different. And you made some spiritual decisions. I'm going to read my Bible more. Uh, well, you've had 46 days. You you could be done with it. Honestly, with as much time as we've been been sheltered, some of you could have could have read your Bible all the way through. Um, how are you doing in your Bible reading? How are you doing in your prayer? Well, I, I'm doing good in my Bible reading. I'm trying to read through the Bible twice this year. Um, I'm a little bit behind target to read twice, but I'm well ahead of, of reading through it once this year. And so my Bible reading's good, but that's not the only thing that's happening because though I'm reading my Bible, I'm still feeling a little spiritually dry. I've got a lot of, there's a lot of fears coming up, a lot of concerns. What's the future going to look like? And how can uh, I meet your needs? Well, you have the same cares. How can you meet the needs of your children or, or of your spouse or of your friends or your neighbors? Uh, some of you are worrying about how you're going to pay the bills um, and things like that. So these are really, really pressing on us. And as we are getting into this summer buzz, this summertime where where I'm talking to people, and, and not all of you out there may agree with this, but I'm talking to people, and they're just like, I am done with this. I want to g- get back out, and I want to do life. Um, it's, it's beginning to ramp up, and we see people beginning to um, defy orders. Even one of the cities down in Orange County uh, is defying the state order to close the beaches because they think that it's appropriate uh, for, for people to go to the beach. And I have to say, I agree. When I go to the beach, the last thing I want to do is be closer than six feet to anybody next to me. I put my blanket out there, and I want to be 20, 30, 40, 50 feet away from everyone because I want to go out there and relax. Um, and when you're out there swimming and surfing, I'm not jumping on other people. I want to be away from them because I don't want them to pull me down, and especially surfing. So, so we have people that are defying the orders. I, I read an article this morning. I'm going to verify this, that, that even San Bernardino County sheriffs have said that they are not going to enforce the mask order. Um, I'm, I just saw that just this morning. I'm going to confirm that. Why? Because, because there's this pushback a little bit. We're not all in an agreement, are we? So here, now some of you are like, well, that's just wrong and nobody should go to the beach and that's fine. That's fine if you feel that way. We're going to have to navigate this time together as believers, as believers. And that's where we want to talk a little bit about this morning is as we're coming uh, and and we're really into this um, with a potential that the laws might state that we have to stay at home longer, that we can't open some businesses, that churches can't open uh, yet it's summer. So we've got these conflicting things going on. We have to know how we can navigate this as believers and then how we're doing spiritually. Uh, and so we, I want to encourage us a little bit this morning. In, in my devotions this morning, uh, sometimes one of the devotions I read is Charles Spurgeon's um, Morning and Evening. And boy, I, I was just, uh, just blessed by it. And um, I'm not sure if any of you at home ever read um, Charles Spurgeon's Morning Evening devotional. Um, it's really good. If you, if, so if you read it already, then you've already read this. Um, I'm going to read it to you. Um, I did change the these and the thous and the thighs and the wilsts and the canst to modern day. Other than that, I, I kept it the same. Uh, I, and I woke up this morning quite early and, and had some devotions. Uh, this is coming out of John sixteen thirty three. 
And for, forgive me, I have to, to look down to read this. I did not memorize this. So. But are you asking the reason of this believer? Look upward to your heavenly Father and behold him pure and holy. Do you know that you are one day to be like him? Will you easily be conformed to his image? Will you not require much refining in the furnace of affliction to purify you? I'm going to stop. John 16, part of the text just says, In this world you shall have tribulation. We're talking about whether that we're going to be, uh, go through tribulation. Will it be an easy thing to get rid of your corruptions and make you perfect, even as your heavenly Father is perfect? Next, Christian, turn your eye downward. Do you know what foes you have beneath your feet? You were once a servant of Satan, and no king will willingly lose his subjects. Do you think that Satan will let you alone? No, he will always, uh, he will always be at you, for he goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Expect trouble. Isn't that encouraging this morning? All you watching, and I hope there's a lot of you watching and sharing this, here's a good encouraging word for today. Expect trouble. Therefore, Christian, when you look beneath you, expect trouble. Then now look around you. Where are you? You are in an enemy's country, a stranger and a sojourner. The world is not your friend. If it be, then you are not God's friend. I'm going to say that one again. You know, Charles Spurgeon, he's such a, he's so, he's so light and, you know, and just really never meddles with you at all. Listen to what he, he said there. If um, the world is not your friend, if it be, then you are not God's friend. For he who is the friend of the world is the enemy of God. You know, that's something hard, but we need to, to, to keep hearing this. Be assured that you shall find foe men everywhere. Everywhere there's going to be men against you. I've been seeing it. Uh, people have been experiencing it themselves. When you sleep, think that you are resting on the battlefield. When you go to bed, you know, you're not just in a, in a pleasant place. You're sleeping because you live in the world on the battlefield. Sorry, I'm commenting on his stuff, but it's so good. When you walk, suspect an ambush in every hedge. I, I, I just want to stop with that. Church, if we were to do that, and actually as we walked around, we were suspecting an ambush, we wouldn't fall into sin as easily as we do. We would know that the, the enemy of our soul is out to get us. We would know that uh, the enemy will use our spouse to fire us up and get us engaged in, in, a, in an ungodly argument. Arguments aren't always ungodly. Uh, you have to have arguments to come to the, the close of a matter, and that means two differing opinions. But how you do that is so important. And there is, there is godly arguments and ungodly arguments. You're not going to always agree on everything. But boy, we get engaged because the enemy is looking for us. He's going he's gonna to ambush us in every hedge. Uh, Liz says, As mosquitoes are said to bite strangers more than natives, so will the trials of earth be sharpest to you. You don't belong here. I don't belong here. Our, uh, our country is from above. We're strangers on this earth once we became to Christ. Um, so will the trials of earth be sharpest to you. Lastly, look within you. So we've looked up, we've looked down, we've looked around us. Now let's look within us into your own heart and observe what is there. Sin and self are still within. Isn't that true? You know, when we came to Christ, we, we just wished that 
that it was all going to go away. And, and there, there's some of you were probably like me when I was young in the Lord. I had a, a big struggles, whatever your struggle was. And you thought, you know, someday I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to conquer this struggle. And when I conquer that struggle, I'm never going to struggle with anything ever again. And, and it, then you conquer that struggle and you realize that there's a whole, bo- a whole bunch more struggles coming at you. Your sin and yourself are still within. Ah, if you had no devil to tempt you, if you had no devil to tempt you, no enemies to fight you, and no world to ensnare you, you would still find yourself enough evil to be a sore trouble to you. We don't need the devil. In fact, uh, the, the Bible, I believe, is in James, says that, um, you know, don't say that, that God is tempting you. He can't be tempted by e- to tempt you nor be tempted by evil. But you are tempted when by your own evil desires you are dragged away and enticed. We don't even need the devil. The devil sits back and goes, I don't even need to mess with you. Because we have enough sin inside of us, temptation inside of us, that, that will give in to that. Let alone we also have the world and we do have the devil. Don't get me wrong. The devil is roaring around looking for someone he can devour. And don't let it be you. The, the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Expect trouble then, but despond not account of it. For God is with you to help and to strengthen you. He has said, I will be with you in trouble. I will deliver you and honor you. Hey, that's, that's Spurgeon's morning and evening this, this morning. And uh, boy, isn't that true. We have the world all around us. It's coming against us. The enemy's coming against us. And our flesh is coming against us. We, we are uh, dealing with things. And some of you might be in, this, in the same place. Um, spiritually dry. And sometimes we don't even recognize that we're spiritually dry. But here's some things that we, we start doing when we're spiritually dry. We have a hard time praying. Uh, reading the Bible, it, it can be wrote. And we might be able to read the Bible. But you're probably not getting anything good personally out of the Bible if you're spiritually dry. You can pray for others, but you're having a hard time communing with God, spending that intimate time with Him. Um, Even the desire sometimes to just cry out to Him and say, God help, is difficult when you're spiritually dry. Another thing uh, that's a, a potential leading you to think that you might be spiritually dry is that you find yourself angry at, at things really easy. You're irritable. You're, you're, you're irritable. And boy, aren't a lot of us irritable uh, right now. Now, that's not the only thing, that's, but that's, that's showing that the flesh is rising up a little bit. We're, we're not spending enough time with the Lord, and, 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 and we're not uh, really getting that spiritual feeling that we need. We're irritable. Your relationships at home are probably, if, if things are dry, um, they're either ir- ir- irritating or they're cold. Because it's hard uh, to be spiritually dry, especially if you're in a Christian home. It's hard to be spiritually dry and still have a dynamic family relationship because in the family there's believers and those things are difficult. You find yourself when you're spiritually dry not necessarily gravitating towards spiritual relationships, friends or family members. So we need to be aware of some of these things that are going on and say, well, so what do we need to do? Well, we need to you really press back into the Lord as best as we can. We need to uh, get some help. We need to have some people pray for us. We need to, to confess. So here you go. You get my confession. Um, boy, I'm, you know, there's no, I want to let you, there's no uh, overt sin in my life at all. 
There's no sin, but I'm just spiritually dry. And I need that ref- refreshing of the Spirit of God. And I know that a lot of you are that way. And isn't it sad that this opportunity, 46 days um, for, for, for many of you where you've been home most of that time, and maybe you're still spiritually dry. Uh, we need to combat the enemy and what he's, what he's doing. Combat our flesh. Need to see what we're putting into our flesh. Need to see what we're agreeing with and doing and begin to lay those things aside. This week in men's group, we had a great discussion on the book that we're reading. Um, uh, I think it's Kent Hughes' book, um, Disciplines of a Godly Man. This week, we did the chapter, was talking about the discipline of perseverance. And boy, that's a, that's a hard thing to do, persevere. Um, and and, and the, the word severe in there is, is important, I think, because um, life gets severe. And to persevere when it's severe, you have to keep going. And you, we have to keep pressing in. And that gets really difficult. Um, but we have to be those who would persevere and take our temperature every once in a while. How are you doing? Another, another option on that was, you know, check, check the dipstick. Do, do you have enough oil? Uh, how are you doing? Ask some people around you to, to, uh, to figure that out if you can't even recognize it. My wife, uh, Shannon, she knows before I recognize that I'm spiritually dry. And your spouse will help you uh, get through that. Um, and you might be in a situation where, where you would blame your spouse for your being spiritually dry. We've got to be careful not to blame others. That's another thing. You can't blame it off. And you can't put it off and say, well, I'll deal with that. I'll, I'll press it to God later. I'm too busy. Um, we, need to, we need to make that, make him a priority, make our relationship with him uh, a priority. Galatians 5.7 says, you were running a good race. I was thinking about that this week. Uh, yeah, it was one of the scriptures, actually, that we, we talked about in the men's group. But you were running a good race. Who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? Uh, if you're looking at yourself going, yeah, I'm, I'm recognizing some things are, are out of place a little bit. Um, you might have to say, well, then who cut in on me? What happened? What did I allow into my life, into my thinking, I'm into my time that's keeping me from pressing in the Lord and keeping me from obeying the truth? Micah 6, 8, it's a, it's, a, it's a scripture. It's one of the a memory scripture. I think you should uh, memorize it because it's a very simple thing. It says, I have shown thee, O man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you. But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. To do justly, to love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. It's real simple. Those are things he's calling us to. We're supposed to walk in, in justice and be just to people. Um, you know, we're supposed to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We're all supposed to love our neighbors ourselves. We're supposed to, to, to do them justice. We're supposed to walk that way. We're supposed to love mercy. Love mercy. Uh, sometimes my flesh uh, doesn't want to love mercy all the time. My flesh, uh, that my flesh, if I let it go, would want to see, you know, uh, revenge and people to pay a price. But, um, God's given us a spirit of mercy, and he, he wants us to, to love mercy. Remember, um, the Bible says that vengeance is mine. Vengeance is God's, so we need to give it to him, and then we need to walk humbly with our God. These are, these are tough, tough things, especially when we're in this, this season that we're being deprived of normal things in life. And... Uh, Boy, we, we've we've seen the posts on Facebook. Uh, we've we've heard the sermons on it already. Um, 
we're going through nothing compared to what people were going through hiding, hiding from uh, Nazi Germany. You know, the people, you know, we think of Anne Frank and how that group of people spent, I think it was a year and a half hiding in, in a, just a couple of hundred square feet, um, wondering if they were going to get captured and taken to concentration camps. You know, boy, we're going through nothing compared to them, and yet we're, we're anxious, and there's things coming against us. And so right now, church, in this, in this moment, um, when we're at a crossroads of what we're going to do, whether they're going to reopen, um, I, I don't want to go and split. I don't want to talk about whether they should or whether they shouldn't. What I want to focus on just, just for a moment here, and just let us think about this, is whatever happens... How should you respond? See, this, 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 we got to come to terms with this. Whatever happens, whether they keep the stay-at-home order going or they begin to release it, whether they allow us, uh, whether the state says that we should meet uh, or it says that we shouldn't meet, how will we, we respond? And I'm not going to give you the answer because you have to find the answer in the Word of God and in Him through prayer. But he's going to want us to do justly. It is going to want us to love mercy and walk humbly with our God. Um, I'm going to tell you something. I, I really don't like to wear masks. I don't like to wear a mask. Um, it's uncomfortable. Um, one of my big reasons I don't like to wear a mask, I like to smile at people. And I want to see their face. I want, to, I want them to see my smile. And I want to I want to see their face because I, I smile at people in the, snor- in the store. I'm thinking about getting a mask that has uh, a smile on it or maybe a picture of my face smiling. Maybe I should put a picture of a better-looking guy than me on my, on my mask. But uh, I, I want people to know that I'm smiling at them because I want to connect on a deeper level. It's probably the biggest reason I don't like to wear a mask. But I'm wearing a mask in public. I'm wearing it in the stores, not because I think I need it, but I'm doing it for your sake, for other people. Because if there is somebody who is uh, concerned that I might have COVID-19 and that they might get it from me and they're afraid of me, I don't want them to be afraid of me. So I, I'm, I'm trying to, to do justice and, and to love mercy for other people, even though I'm tired of wearing a mask. And, and the moment I feel like I'm in a place that the people around me um, are, are okay with me not having that mask, I want to take it off because I want to see people. And I want to smile at them. And the moment that I think I've got a fever or something, that, that, that I'll be responsible. And so, but I'm just sharing with you, why do I do the th- some of the things I do? It's because I think the Lord would have me do it. So as we're coming, we need to really get a hold of the Lord. And not just to uh, validate the things that we think, but we need to go and see if our motives are right, whatever we're going to do. And, and we got to see if, uh, if we're walking in a way that's theologically sound. I, I read an article this week. Um, it was on, on the theology of protest. Because I think that it's, there's a time that we, we protest. But we have to check our hearts and our motives. And uh, do, you know, do you have a good theology of your protest? Do you have a good theology for the, for the things that you're doing? Make sure that you do. Make sure that, that you're spending time in, in His Word. And make sure that you're spending time in prayer so that, that when you, whatever it is that you do, you can love mercy and, and, and walk in justice 
Walk humbly with your God. That's what I want to do. I want to be an example no matter what things I do. And, and in, including if when it's time to protest, whether it's protest this or something else, there's going to be a time that's a godly time to protest. My very, very good friend, my best friend growing up, uh, he was arrested from a peaceful protest at an abortion clinic when he was a teenager. He went down and it was, it was one of the uh, very peaceful. All they were doing is they were holding signs that say, Jesus loves you. There's another option. There's another hope for you. And he was arrested. Um, I think that he was fine in his protest. It was a godly protest. It was done in love. Um, I don't think that we should ever be, you know, threatening violence as believers. That's not what we do. Okay, so do you have a good theology? How are you doing in your, in your, in your walk with the Lord right now? And I'll tell you, if you're a little spiritually dry, you're not going to be walking with a good theology. Because if you're spiritually dry, you're going to drift away from those things. You're going to drift away and you're going to do the things that you want to do. Uh, and you're not going to be really hearing from the Lord. So get back close to the Lord. Um, get, get in some fellowship. And, and uh, you know, go on, a, go on a, a physical distancing walk with a spiritual person who will pray with you and counsel you in that, in that moment. Get some, get some prayer. Get some, get some help. Let's not be isolated. See, the enemy is taking advantage of this. doesn't matter where the virus came from. It doesn't matter who's exploiting it, if there's anyone exploiting it. The enemy is exploiting it. He's causing division. He's causing anxiety and fear and anger and all these things should not be. Instead, as Galatians says, the fruit of the Spirit, we should be walking in love. We should find the joy of the Lord. We should have peace that God knows our situation. Okay, so we need to walk in the, in the fullness of the Spirit. Get close to Him. Spend time with Him. Not, not check off your Bible reading. I may, I may stop in my, in my through-the-year Bible reading. I don't know if, if I will or if I'll just if I'll, I'll continue to do that, but I, I've got to make sure that I'm not just, just doing something rotely. I want to I spend time with God and, and just get that freshness with him back right it's been you know um, Shannon and I were talking about that um, this year you know for, excuse the vernacular it's been pretty sucky you know, it's been a tough year for us uh, my mom went into the hospital on on January 20th uh, for an emergency surgery um, and we didn't know if she was going to make it and then she spent um, six, seven weeks in the hospital, the last two weeks in ICU on a ventilator. And ventilators are, are, are not good things. And she came off the ventilator on, on March 5th. I think it was in on, on a March 6th. She passed away. March 6th. One week later, we're watching a news conference with President Trump saying that, that things are closing down. I didn't even have time to mourn really mourn my, my mom's passing. Uh, we didn't get to have a memorial for her. And, uh, you know, in some ways, I mean, she, she died of respiratory uh, failure. We don't even know. This, it could have been from COVID. She could have been one of the early COVID deaths. We're wondering about that because she had some interesting um, symptoms. We'll go right into this time, and it's been crazy. It's been a tough year. God is still good. God is still God. He's leading us. And he's going to walk with us 
through every step. And, and, and I don't know about you, but I've been having some thoughts and some conversations. It's getting kind of weird out there. There's some things being set up that could lead us to believe that we are entering into the last days, and we might be. And if we're not, we're setting things up to make the last days easier. Guys, we need to remember that we look up our redemption draweth nigh, the Bible says. It's coming. There's a word uh, that we used to say. It's called Maranatha. It's come quickly, Lord Jesus. Things are strange, but God is stable. Things are unsure. God is stable. But we need to really get back in, in step with him. We're about to come out of this, I believe. We're about to come out of this stay-at-home order. What will your future look like? There's a, there's a whole bunch of things I hope that doesn't change. Many of you are spending more time with your family than you have in a long time. And I, I pray it's good quality time. Don't let that change. Many of you have been reading the Word and having great times of devotion. Don't let that change. Don't let that change. Many of us have stopped spending money at going out to eat or on, on uh, extra entertainment because there's really not a lot to do. Maybe we shouldn't let that change. Of course, you know, go and enjoy a good meal and, and support a local business, but, but are we frivolous? Let, let's get back to a simpler life. Let's press into Him. Let's love one another. And no matter what, let's walk and act godly as we're, we're coming out of this and into the future. Let's find a new normal that's better than anything we could have imagined. Let's not try to go back to a normal that we tried to get rid of in January. But let's find a new normal that's, that's more full of God, more full of grace, more full of love, more full of family, more full of giving to others and being concerned, less of judgment. Let's walk it out. I, I, if we encouraged you to get your elements for communion. I'm going to do it again if you forgot to do that. Just go grab some, some bread and some juice or some water. Whatever you have. Whatever you have, because it's, we're, we're going to have a spiritual time of communion in just a moment. And the time that, that Jesus instituted what we now call communion or the Lord's Supper was, was at the supper that he had with his disciples. And it was a strange, crazy time. In fact, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago around Easter time that they were all hiding. They were in their homes for fear, just like many of us have been in our homes for fear. Life wasn't real easy at the time, and, and it hasn't been for us either. And in that moment, Christ wanted the disciples to see something different. And he said, listen, I am the bread of life. He, he taught us that he was the bread of life, that we needed to live off of him. And when he took that matzah cracker, which is, it's a bread without leaven. Leaven represents sin. And he said, listen, this, this bread that you're having, that you've done with your, your Passover supper, with your Seder dinner, I'm going to give you a new meaning behind it. You, you, you baked it with haste in Egypt because you were going to be let out of there. But this is going to my, represent my body that's going to be broken for you. Jesus allowed himself to be broken, wounded, crucified, killed so that he could resurrect and ascend to the right hand of the Father for us. 
I'm so grateful that he did that because otherwise we would be hopeless among all people. There would be no hope for us. I want to pray for these elements and pray for you and then we'll take the the bread together. God, we thank you for sending Jesus to live a life as an example. We consider Jesus who, for the joy set before him, endured the cross. We want to consider Jesus and say we want to set our hearts and minds on things above and not on these earthly things. We want to consider Jesus and persevere through the the trials and the fire now and continually so that we can not let someone cut in on us and we can receive the, the prize that's set aside for us. We thank you, Jesus, for your body being broken for us, that we would have healing and life. We humbly accept your sacrifice for us. We thank you for your body. At home, wherever you're at, let's take the bread together. Bible says that in the same manner he took the cup of of wine and he gave thanks for it. And I tell you, I'm thankful for everything that God has given me. He said, this is my blood, a blood of a new covenant poured out for you. The covenant is that we have salvation, not in our, our works, but because of his sacrifice for us. We were all horrible, wretched, lost, Sinners. We, we, we don't have a, the, the privilege of being able to look around and say, wow, they're such a bad sinner. We were all horrible, lost sinners in need of a Savior. And he, Jesus, died for us. And his blood is a covenant that we can go to heaven because of his sacrifice, that he took our sins upon him at the cross and he made a propitiation. He forgave us for all of our sins through his sacrifice. No more sacrificing lambs. No more trying to earn it. We have to receive it. And then after we receive it, we walk it out in obedience to him. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus that removes my sin. God, this morning, restore to us the joy of our salvation. Restore to us that close relationship. Restore to me, God. Help me to come out of the, this dry, uh, difficult time. Let me know you more. I thank you that you've never left me and you never will. And you'll never leave anyone who's watching, anyone who's listening. You love us. We thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus. My prayer is that next month we'll do communion together and before that. That's my prayer. We'll let you know what the plans are on reopening. We've been praying about it, working on it. We're even putting up the tent in faith tomorrow morning at 9. And a couple of the men are coming out. And, uh, and if, if you've been on that crew before, just plan on being here at 9 o'clock. You know who you are. 
Um, we're going to put up the tent in faith. We're going we're gonna to believe that we'll be able to have the, the yard sale to raise funds for the youth and that we'll use that as an overflow um, because when we come back together, we're going to be limited in seating, but you're going to bring your friends. And, and churches all over the valley are going to be uh, wondering what to do because they're going to actually grow uh, through this time because people need the Lord and you have the Lord in you and you're going to bring your friends and family to Christ through this time. Pray a blessing upon you. Thanks for joining us this morning. And we will look forward to seeing you in the men's group and, and the different things happening on Zoom and prayer uh, and then back together um, for a live stream next Sunday. God bless you.